Welcome back to a fresh, brand new episode of Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative, trying to better ourselves, and just trying to navigate our 20s together, because I also don't really know what I'm doing. Oh my god, I have not sat down and filmed a podcast in a month. You're probably thinking, what, you, there's been podcasts every single week, or you're probably thinking, yeah, I've already listened to them, what are you talking about? I've been away. I've been away for, I was gonna say a week, a month. I've been travelling, and I've had literally the best time ever and I feel like we have so much to catch up on. The like audio waves in this podcast are like really massive so either I'm like screaming in your ears or it's just literally lying to me but I literally I don't know where to start. Guys it is cozy enough weather that I have my blanket on and I'm not sweating. I can finally film cozy podcasts and I don't know I just (laughs) feel really overwhelmed. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Before we get started actually it is currently the 3rd of October when I'm filming this, Monday. You're listening to this on Sunday. On our Facebook page, Life's Your Bitch, I'll leave a link in the description. We are currently, and I think I'm going to make it a monthly thing. We're doing like a monthly challenge, but the catch is you set your own goals. Um, and the prize is a gorgeous wellness hamper at the end of the month that one of you are going to win. So if you join our Facebook page, you'll probably see there's loads of them on the Facebook page. But if you scroll back, I created a really simple little template um, of like, you don't have to fill the whole thing out. I've only done four on each, but one side's like something I'll do every day. And like my four are like meditate, journal, do something to make me smile every day. Like purely just to make me smile. Has no uh, like work benefit or yeah, just literally, or like health benefit necessarily. Like it's just to make me smile. Um, what else is on my everyday? Walk, get outside and go on a walk, which I haven't actually done today. And it's hard. Why do I think my day's over at half one? It's literally half one. I'm like, I haven't been on a walk today. Shit. I can go later. Um, yeah, do something to make me smile. Meditate, journal. Oh, and drink two litres of water. And then my there's an X times a week, like, side. Which I think was really beneficial because, like, these Project 50, 25 hard and stuff. Like, there's some things I don't want to do every day. I want to do X times a week. I want to do my shreddy workouts three times a week. I want to swim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start being a swimmer, guys see me in the next olympics um i want to swim twice a week i can't remember what my other ones are uh one reformer class a week like one reformers pilates class a week and oh one date a week with myself anyway everyone is like posting their goals and it's so cute and we're all doing it together and yeah if you stay active and post your goals and let us know how it's going throughout the month someone who's just been active on the facebook page is going to win a wellness hamper um and i think i'm going to do that every month and I'm thinking, podcast exclusive, let me know if you guys would like this. Um, we could make, for the new year, a calendar that has a cuter, we'll make it cuter, a cuter layout of this situation, of the goals situation. And then you can hang the calendar on your wall, write your goals in it so it's there on your wall and you can like actually actively tick it off every every day. Because I've put like a little month calendar at the end of it so you can tick it off as you go because I was gonna put post-it notes on my wall and like pull them off when people like when people do the 75 hard but I just thought like this we'll tick it off but now it's only on the Facebook page so how are people ticking it off like who is really gonna go onto their notes every day and like tick it off but I'm thinking like if we had a calendar that could be really cool I don't know let me know what you think I think that's a really cool idea I would love something like that um like an active calendar on my wall 
can tick off, I can see my goals every single day when I wake up, because out of sight, out of mind, like some of the girls have said it as a lock screen on the phone, and I think that's genius, I've printed mine and, and taped it to my wall, and it keeps coming off, um, but I think something like that is really genius, because then you can wake up, you can see your goals every day, it's not just like a calendar, you can see your goals, you can tick them off, let me know, I think that's something we should create, and if you like it now, I've got the rest of the year to set it up, I've got November and December to figure it out and do it, anyway, what else so much to catch you up on um there's some really exciting news coming that's going to elevate the podcast soon i'm currently filming this podcast so if you're listening on spotify you should also be able to watch it i might also upload it to youtube i'm trying to elevate the podcast a lot there should be monthly events coming in the next year there is going to be people behind the scenes now helping me with this like that this this watch this space okay because life's your bitch is gonna 2023 for life's your bitch. You're gonna see me everywhere. Okay, take my word for it. Anyway, today's a um, advice session and I can't think of much else I have to say other than obviously I had an amazing time away. I would love to now do an episode on like being with your boyfriend for an extended period of time, being with a partner for an extended period of time, tips for living together, tips for how to have time alone when you're with someone 24 seven. I just feel like me and my boyfriend navigated that really well. That doesn't mean we didn't have bumps. We never argued, actually. My boyfriend's the type of person you can't argue with. Because I'll be like, you're doing this. And he'll be like, okay, I'm really sorry. What can I do to... And we'll, like, talk. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Interesting. You don't want to argue? Okay, fine. Um, but, yeah, I feel like we navigated that quite well. And we're about to do Australia for six weeks together as well. So I feel like... And travelling with someone's intense. New environment together. New people together. New language together. Like constantly being with each other in a brand new space that's not either of yours so like there's no comfort you're like you're with each other all all day every day it's not like living together where I might go off to work he might go off to work I might go and see my friends it's just you two in a hotel room in a brand new country um yeah we had a bloody brilliant time but I'm gonna go through these questions and as things comes up and if I want to update you guys on stuff something or it makes me think of something this is just gonna be extremely chatty because I miss you guys um and yeah, this is like, I can't believe this was the episode that I got to film when I first came back. Because obviously they were all, the last five have been pre, pre-recorded. Um, and like, that's all I want to do right now, just sit and chat. No pressure, no script, no big life lesson. Just some chatty girly advice. So hopefully this feels like you're on FaceTime to your best friend. Because that's how I feel right now, even though I'm just talking to myself and two cameras and a ring light and a laptop and a mic. <laughs> anyway. We also have a google forms for these advice sessions by the way if you're if you're new here these advice sessions you guys send me questions scenarios things tips you want advice on um over on our instagram which is at life your bitch definitely go and follow we have the cutest instagram ever not biased because it's not actually me it's phoebe that does it if you're listening phoebe chef's kiss i don't she knows i adore her and all of the posts there are literally the best thing in the whole entire world um yeah and they're so cute so definitely go and follow the instagram because we post like three times a week on there i'm gonna start doing some reels on there um like i said the 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 elevation of this podcast is coming okay if you thought it was good just wait anyway yeah so go and follow the instagram if you want to submit in a question next time and we also have a google forms for anonymous questions which i always forget to look at so we're gonna do a bit of both today um 
Oh, see, someone's asked, having and maintaining a social... I haven't even read these, by the way. Like, this podcast is going to be so raw. Oh, yeah, should we do some things I'm grateful for? See, I've literally not... I've just sat down. and I've been so excited to film. <laughs> so I just sat down and started waffling. I mean, I've been grateful for everything recently. When I came back... You know that song on TikTok? What is it? Um, so she's saying, what's the problem, baby? What's the problem? I don't know. Well, maybe I'm in love. Love. Um, that... <laughs> Like, it instantly makes me smile thinking about it. And that was on my TikTok so much the day I got back from traveling. And I was just like, do you know what? Like, I'm normally such a bummer when I come home, especially like the way I've been working recently is really strange because like now within four weeks, I have to film 12 podcasts. Um, and I don't really get much time for anything else because then while I'm away, the six podcasts that will go live will be pre-filmed because I don't want to miss any. And I don't want to film them out there just in case I don't get the chance. Like. I, you guys would miss me so much if I didn't upload for a week so I would never do that to you but it makes the way I work quite funny because like I said like this month's really intense podcast wise and then I don't film any podcast for six weeks like I can't wait till I'm back so I can film them like week on week and like feel more connected to the podcast and you guys um but yeah like I come back and I get really stressed because I'm like oh my god I've got so much to do and like things like making TikToks or like vlogs and stuff sometimes like take a backseat because I'm like the podcast has to be pre-filmed but I just came back and I was like you know what I'm gonna embrace being back how much fun like there's so many fun things going on like should I tell you guys no sorry you're gonna have to wait like two more weeks because I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say I mean I think I am I basically just like there's a new chapter in my work life coming which you can probably guess um and I'm so fucking excited for it I'm so excited for the people I'll be working with I'm so excited for like the everything like it's just like literally my dream and I was like do you know what I'm not gonna come home and be depressed I've got to work for four weeks like we're gonna change the narrative about it we're gonna embrace being back we're gonna embrace the comfort of my own home and like making my bedroom really cozy it being autumn being able to wear jumpers and uggs and all these fun things who thought I would have said that back in like 2012 I'd be like uggs no 2012 is probably too late Back in like 2016, I'd be like, Uggs, ugh, Starbucks basic girl. And it's like, yeah, I'm a Starbucks basic girl. Fuck yeah, give me my ice blonde roast latte and a pair of Uggs. Minis. Don't give me. Anyone, did anyone have Uggs? Like back in the day when Uggs were cool for a little bit. And now they're cool again, but like there was an eight year period where I was like, what the fuck is on your feet? But like back when Uggs were Uggs. I had a black pair. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. Like, no one had black Uggs. I thought it was so cool. Maybe everyone had black Uggs, but to me, they were edgy. They were different. Like, everyone had Timberlands. I had the Timberlands that folded over with fluff, you know? So I had black Uggs that were, like, not knee-high, like, calf-high, shin-high. <laughs> like, halfway through your leg. Um, and my mum had, like, these really cool, like, they were a proper basic Starbucks girl, if you, if you think about it. They had, like, buttons down the side and, like, fluff over the top. Imagine if someone wore them now. Trends are so funny. It's like, Uggs are cool, but exclusively only minis, platforms, and slippers. <laughs> Imagine if I just walked out, like, knee-high Uggs all together. Everyone would be like, mm, she didn't get the memo. Um, what am I even talking about? Wow, why did we get onto Uggs? I can't remember. Oh, because I'm embracing the cold, embracing autumn. Like, when I'm away, I really miss, like, being cosy. Like, I really miss, like, chilling in. Like, I'll put the aircon on 17 degrees so I can sit in my jumper. The one jumper I brought with me that definitely smells and I try not to wear too much because <laughs> I need to wear it for the plane journey home. But, yeah, like, that song just, I don't know why, it put me in a really good mood and I was so happy to be back. And I just thought, yeah, I could hate my life for four weeks. 
and be like, oh, I'm at home. Like, I also sometimes, being at uni for three years, right, having your own space, being in your own home, cooking your own food, having your own food in the fridge, like just, I'm a very, uh, what's the word? Introverted, independent person, adore my own space, adore my own time. Like, love just cooking with no one in the house. Love being able to, like, film a podcast and no one's here, work and no one's here. Like, I just adore my own space. So coming home and, like, you know, not having completely my own space. Like, I'm sharing this house with my parents. There's something different than sharing a house with your parents and sharing a house with the friends. Like, it's obviously a completely different vibe. And I'm like, embrace it. Yeah, I could be like, oh, I just want my own flat in Manchester. I want to move out. And I'm like, oh, just stop being a loser and embrace the situation you're in. Because this is probably the last month ever that you'll spend at home. I say fingers crossed in a way that, like, hopefully my financials don't drop and I have to move home one day. But, you know, like, I just thought there's two ways I could look at this. And I'm excited to be home. So I went and bought myself some new cosy pyjamas. I went and bought a candle. I did want to buy some Uggs or some Birkenstocks. Probably, like, fake ones. Although I do want real ones as well. Um, They're just expensive. Like, £130 Uggs. There's so much money. Like, £130 is a lot of money. I used to think things like that, like, oh, whatever. Now you go traveling and you realize like what you can do for 130 pounds and you're like, mm, that's a lot of fucking money. Um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, let's embrace it. And that song put me in a really good mood. So I just feel pretty great, grateful for everything at the moment. Like I can see some friends while I'm back. I'm gonna see, so I'm gonna see Lou from uni. I don't think I'm gonna get a chance to see any of the other girls, which is sad, but she now works for Vintage Paradise. How fucking fun is that? Um, she's like a, she's like a girl boss there. Like she's got, she's got the big boots on. She's in charge of some important stuff. Um, and they're doing an event in London, so I'll get to go and see her, and I'm super excited for the event, because I'll probably get to see some people that I really like, um, and new people that I haven't met, and I'm going to see the my home friends, Gabby and Imogen, we're going to go up to Manchester, and I'm getting to meet the new people that I'm working with, and the new team, I'm going to get my hair done, I'm going to get my teeth done, like, so many fun things happening, so I was just like, embrace it, it's going to be over before you know it, I don't know if I can say this, but something really, really fucking fun is happening, like, the day before I go to Australia. I'll check with the person if I'm allowed to say. I'll probably say once it's happened. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just grateful for everything at the moment. There's nothing that's sticking out. The fact that I'm able to film with this blanket, the fact that I'm able to make my coffee from home again with my favourite oat milk, because let me tell you, coffee's never hit and miss. I had two good coffees in Costa Rica. Um, well, probably like three. But in the last like 10 days of our trip, oat milk started coming to surface. Before that, almond and coconut which are by far the worst milks ever, in my opinion. Well, do you know what? Coconut milk's actually sometimes okay, but I gave it one shot and it didn't hit. So that was me. Anyway, <laughs> okay, should we actually get started now? So as I said, I've not read these, so give me a minute. Um, how to deal with an ex being in your same friendship group? Um, interesting. I thought I was gonna have to deal with this at one stage, but then the whole friendship group broke up instead. Um, I think, oh, I think it completely depends on how you've left it, doesn't it? But clearly there's still something there. There's a little bit of awkwardness, tension, otherwise you wouldn't be asking. I think, one, you need to evaluate if it's worth staying within the friendship group, or if there's friends you could maybe break off with, or see them less, or just turn up when he's not there. Because also, if you're not fully over an ex, like, seeing them all the time is just also not healthy. If you're not going to be okay with seeing him in general, or seeing him flirt with other girls, or seeing... Just seeing him, like, for any reason, really. Because the thing is, like I said at the beginning, even with our goals, out of sight, out of mind. So 
seeing him all the time is not going to help you get over him. So I think number one, evaluate if if it's like really, if it's healthy for you to be there. I'm aware you're saying it's the same friendship group. You're like, I might not have any friends. I'm sure there's separate friends that would meet up with you and completely understand. Like if they're doing something all as a group, okay, fair. You could go once in a blue moon if you think you could handle like seeing him. But if you don't think you can, I think first and foremost, just like remove yourself from the situation for a little bit. I'm sure everyone will understand. As I said, you don't even have to make it a big thing. Like I'm sure within this group, you have like some good friends and just be like, Look, I do obviously really want to come, but I'm just not ready to see Jerry yet. <laughs> I don't know why his name is Jerry. But they'll understand and that you can meet them separately. But if it's not that you're over him, you're just like, oh, it's a little bit awkward. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. It's only embarrassing if you make it embarrassing. It's only, you know, what's the quote? It's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. It's only awkward if, like, you think it's awkward. Um, so... I think it's one of them things where it's like you kind of just have to get on with it and see how it goes. If it's not about you getting over him, I think if you need to get over him, you need to remove yourself from, from the situation first and foremost for a little bit. But if it's just like awkward tension, weird vibes. Well, it is weird vibes though, isn't it? Like your ex. But then some people are like best friends of their ex. I've never seen an ex again after breaking up. Crazy. Actually once to like talk about it but like never in a platonic way afterwards I've never seen an ex again um or like even hung out with an ex so I don't really know but I think it's one of the things where it's like if you've ended on good terms but it's just like sticky awkward just don't be awkward about it or just don't maybe make the effort to talk to them wait to see how they handle the situation like oh I feel like there's no real good way around it as I said I've not really gone into these with any explanation but I think first and foremost do you need to be in the situation is it that you want to get on with your ex? If you want to go on with your ex, you just have to go in. You just have to go, go in for the kill. And just go for it. And not be awkward. And also, but like, also let it be awkward. Like, don't make it super awkward. Don't be super anxious. Don't be, like, try and relax. But also, like, it's, it is an awkward situation. So, if it's a bit weird the first time and you two don't know how to get on as friends and you're just kind of there and you don't really talk, like, that's okay. Don't beat yourself off about it. Don't be like, don't go home like, oh my God, that was so awkward. That was so horrible. Like, blah, blah. Just like, let let it happen naturally. And if within the group, you can start bantering with each other, you can start joking, you can start like answering what they're saying and like passing comment or adding a little bit to their conversation. Like, just let it happen naturally, I think. Don't put too much pressure on it and don't like really freak yourself out and just like go into it like yeah this could be awkward but you know we're here for the long run we've got the same friends in a month's time if you see each other regularly I'm sure it'll be fine sticky situation I hope I hope you deal with that well let me know let us know how that goes anyway how to find a routine amongst uncertainty while still going with the flow and enjoying life oh babe <laughs> I wish I could tell you do you know what the thing is with this this is why I don't like myself I do love yourself oh my god also I've been doing this thing for some reason on that holiday I was like really beating myself up I think my body has changed a lot in the last year last summer I was probably weighed 10 kilos less than I do right now I was a super slim six-pack gal last summer um that is not me this summer this summer I am a curvy voluptuous woman <laughs> and I think in Bali it wasn't even that bad but I think even from Bali like my body's changed quite a bit not even quite a bit I was just like for some reason really hyper aware of it um I started like really beating myself for like, self up and like really body checking myself which is something 
I, not that I constantly body check, but I do look at myself a lot in the mirror, like while I'm getting changed and whatnot. And it's never something that's really bothered me. It's never something I've paid attention to. But I just found myself really like, yeah, being mean to myself and beating myself up and like also feeling a bit like more insecure because sometimes I'd be like, oh, you're not looking great. But it wouldn't make me feel insecure. But like, I was actually quite insecure. Like I didn't really want to be in a bikini. I didn't really feel great in a bikini. Um, So I started quite soon into when I realised that, like within the first like two weeks of being there, um, as well as three things I was grateful for, I also started writing down three things that I love about myself. And... I'm enjoying it. Some of them don't feel real yet. I remember the first day I wrote, I love my belly. And I like giggled and I was like, yeah, okay. I love my belly. I don't really feel, that doesn't feel real yet. But like, it made me smile and it made me like appreciate myself a little bit more that day, which is really stupid. But like, it's so powerful to look in the mirror or even not look in the mirror and just say to yourself like, no, do you know what? I love my stomach no matter what it looks like. Um, Anna Archer just did a podcast on... I think it was within the don't lose yourself in relationships one. I just listened to it out of interest because she's also just spent two months in Bali with her boyfriend and I don't think they lived together beforehand. So I was interested to see what she had to say. Um, a lot of similar realisations to what I made, I would say. Um, and she was talking about having unconditional love for yourself. And I just thought that is actually so important, isn't it? Being able to say to yourself, like, no matter if you fail at something, no matter if you achieve something, no matter if you don't like the way you look, no matter what happens in life, being able to look at yourself and be like, I have unconditional love for myself. If someone's treating you like shit, absolutely fine whatever you do that but me I have unconditional love for myself someone makes a mean comment about me online that's absolutely fine but you're not going to knock what I think about myself because no matter what happens to me like I'm the only person I have for the whole of my life like I have unconditional love for myself and I know that I am trying my hardest and like that like within the last year okay I've maybe gained like nine kilos or whatever I don't actually know I haven't weighed myself in a few in a few months but I'm pretty sure I've gained like nine eight nine kilos um, and it's like, yeah, okay, but you have a degree, you had a boyfriend, like, from that summer when I had, like, a six-pack, you know, I've got a boyfriend now, we go out for dinner dates, which I wouldn't change for the world, and, yeah, I have a, I have a fucking degree, I have a first-class fucking degree, I started a podcast, I, like, so many things within that year that I should be so proud of, and it's like, okay, yeah, I bloody had COVID twice, I think, and I, I've had this weird POTS condition or whatever it is that meant like from April I could hardly even go to the gym like so many things can happen within that year and it's like I've come to the end of it and be like oh but I've gained this weight and it's like but look at the experience and the memories you've gained and all of the good stuff you've gained that meant you didn't go to the gym six times a week and do two cardio sessions and go to pole dancing every single week and all these amazing things that I was doing that I loved but it's like sometimes things take over and I have unconditional love for myself because I know within the conditions I've I'm happy and I'm healthy still. Well, I'm kind of healthy. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know why. I just kind of wanted to add that in because that's something I've been doing recently and I think I'm going to start the podcasts by three things I'm grateful for and three things I love about myself to encourage you guys to do the same because fake it till you make it is so true. Like being able to be like, I love my stomach and I love my boobs that don't exist and I love my legs that have cellulite all over them and I love my eyes and I love my tattoos and I love how hardworking I am, how generous I am. I love that I can make myself laugh. I love that I can spend time by myself. Like, so important. We're 23 minutes in, I've hardly answered any questions. Anyway, routine amongst uncertainty. Definitely something I struggle with because I love routine, but I also adore being spontaneous. And I think the thing is, forming small routines that you can kind of do wherever you want. So at the moment, I really want to form like, literally like 
a 20 minute, half an hour morning routine. That's like, even now when I go to Australia or like on Thursday, I'm going to London and I'll be staying over. Like I can wake up and I can journal, I can meditate and I can, I don't know, do a little stretchy stretch or do my affirmations. Like for me, something as simple as like waking up, taking my temperature for my natural cycles that I've started now, um, taking my tablet, doing meditation, journaling, and even if it's not that, and seeing if I can get outside, or even just like journal and meditating in the morning when I wake up, like that's enough routine that you can take that wherever you go. And it's, I think the thing about routine and uncertainty is coming to terms with the fact that you can't control everything. So controlling the variables that you can control. If you like to feel in control and you like that routine and uncertainty, you can't control everything and that's the fun in life. But taking charge of the things you can control then, like you've always got an hour to get ready before you go out or you can always make an hour to get ready before you go out. So spend half of half an hour of that, like doing that routine you like. Even if that routine is like your four-step skincare routine, your three-step dental care routine, like whatever it is that makes you feel good and that routine that you like, because not everybody's routine to set them up for the day has to be the same. You don't have to listen to this and go, okay, meditate and journal to have a good morning. Absolutely not. If you want to... Oh, I can't think of anything now. <laughs> if you want to wake up and do your four-step step skincare routine and do something that you've never seen in a healthy morning routine before like that's okay and that doesn't make that person's 4am productive morning routine any less than yours something Anna also said was like no better no worse when you're comparing yourself to someone and I think that's the thing when we're talking about um like routines and things I don't think you should compare your routines or like one of the things with these monthly challenges that I'm trying to get across is like these things like 75 hard, uh, I can't remember what they're called, project 50 or like 75 soft and stuff like they're great. And yeah, sure. These goals are backed up and they're like that they are going to give you like mental health benefits and all these things like they are good programs to follow. Absolutely. They can also be super hard for someone like someone whose need at the moment is just to like get out of the house every day. Like that's one of my like needs. Like I work from home, like an accomplishment for me is like getting out of the house for the day and not like running errands, like actually getting out of the house and going on a walk or getting out of the house and going to a shop just to look around or something like, something for fun, like I'm saying, getting out of the house. Like if that's your goal, if your goal is to drink enough water and get out of the house and call a friend because you're like pushing yourself away from people and you can feel yourself like disconnecting, if they're your goals, 75 hard is not going to be fucking easy for you to follow and it's probably not going to have that many benefits because you're not going to be able to follow it. So comparing your goals and your routines is stupid and with this these challenges that I'm doing that's the whole point that's like I don't want to reward someone for healthy eating and working out four times a day and or four times a week sorry and drinking enough water and meditating journaling because that, not, that not, might not be beneficial for you and do you know what you might not even enjoy it I don't want to reward someone for doing something that they're not going to enjoy just because in some books it says it's good for you like I want to reward people for or not reward people, like, it's not, I'm not saying that you need my rewards to do X, Y, Z, but, like, I want to encourage people and help people to, like, set goals that are going to benefit them, motivate them to keep them throughout the month, and the, the reward at the end, the giveaway prize, is just, like, a little cute incentive and, like, a way for me to give back to you guys mainly, but not that you asked that, but, like, you also don't need to find a routine, I'm saying. I get that it might, like keep you sane for me sometimes routine definitely helps keep me sane like being able to do a little bit of work sit on my phone like scroll on tiktok being able to have a little journal like them things keep me sane i like being able to do them things in a day um 
but don't think you have to find routine and uncertainty. If you like uncertainty and you like not knowing what's happening and not having routine and going crazy, that's fine. You don't need to put in a 30 minute morning routine then. Some people would kill to be like you, to be able to just like get up and go with the flow and fuck knows why I'm going to end up today, but I can't wait. Like, that's great. Um, you didn't ask me that, but as you can tell, I'm very talkative today and I wanted to give my two pence. So let's get some of these um, anonymous ones going. I really, there was one that I really liked. Uh, where's it gone? Okay, let me find it and I'll come back. Okay, this is my proper one time, one time only. Well, it's probably not one time only, but girls bathroom moment. We've got a relationship dilemma, my friends. Buckle in. Also, you know the drill. Dyslexic, if I trip up, let girl be. My BF and I have known each other since October. Okay, we're in October now. So this is a year ago, right? I don't know when this question was sent in. She might have sent it in a few months ago, but maybe my BF and I have known each other since October and started dating in February. November, December, January, February. Okay, four months, fine. He doesn't want to introduce me to his parents yet. And it's like a back and forth argument. I personally get validation when you meet the parents as then it feels like a serious relationship. Completely understand that. But he said he's not ready. Also completely, well, I completely understand that maybe like six months ago which is fine with me, but he's been saying that since February. So, what's after February? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and now we're October. Eight months. But let's pretend this was sent maybe a month ago. September, seven months. We're talking in the six, seven month of Mark with being with someone. Still not introduced you to their parents. I've been to his house multiple times, but always when they aren't there, and I feel like an intruder and rude when I go there. He's set on not telling them yet. Do I break it off or wait it out until I fit? Wait it out. I feel like I'm not important to him and he hasn't mentioned me, you know? I think that's super weird for his parents not to even know. I don't know how old you guys are, obviously, but like the general age of my podcast is like my kind of age. We're talking from like 18 to 20, 20s, because I feel like everyone in their 20s is a similar age. Um, so like 24-ish maybe. Uh, I feel like that's weird. I would definitely, to not tell them about me, are we 15? Why are we hiding me from your parents? Maybe there's an underlying reason, but I feel like you would know that, and maybe his parents are super strict, maybe he's not allowed a girlfriend, like, all of these things, you know, can happen. Maybe he's not allowed to go around the house and he's embarrassed to tell you, but you sound like you talk about it a lot, so he probably would have just gone, it's because they, I'm not allowed to have a girlfriend, and you would have gone, oh, okay, and that's a good, that, that's a good thing to tell you, because it's like, Okay, bit shit, can't meet your parents, whatever, but I'd rather be with you than not be with you, maybe, so fine. But I think that's weird, because I agree with you, I feel like it's serious when you meet the parents. I met my boyfriend's parents, I think, a little bit prematurely, but also not, it did actually feel natural as well, but, like, we met, I met his parents a few days before he, like, asked me to be his girlfriend. He wanted me to meet his parents before he, like, we made it official, because he was, like, not that, not that if his parents didn't like me, we wouldn't be together, I don't think, but... That was his view. So to be together for a year, because I feel like as well, you know, we're at these big ages now. You've been dating, you've been together since October in my eyes. February, you asked you to be his girlfriend official, cool, I get that. But like, you've been in each other's lives for a year now. For his parents not to know about you and for you to never, because I also get what you mean now. Like a few years ago when I was younger, I would have been, wouldn't have felt like, I was an intruder in a house who if someone didn't know me. But now, if I've been seeing this guy for a long enough time and I was always in his house, that, that feels rude and that feels like an intruder. I 100% get that. Because then what if one day you meet his parents and then like, 
oh, I seen a really, I think it was JK Barry's TikTok ages ago, and the her her boyfriend had been to her house when her parents weren't there and like stayed but she told them that he hadn't and then like he got up from dinner when he was first meeting them parents thinking it was the first time in his house and he got up and like went to the toilet and they were like how did you know where that was or like mentioned something and they were like how did you know that so like imagine if that happens that's just weird and awkward I personally think that's a red flag and I would personally break it off because I'm like am I not that important to you then like take me seriously first choice tell your parents about us, like, it's just, that's a normal relationship, doesn't, like, tell your parents about us, like, super serious, like, you being psycho, that's, like, bro, we've been together for a year, like, I should have at least, like, met your parents in passing, like, we don't have to go on holiday with them, but, like, they should at least know my name, and I should have at least, like, met them a few times, you know, had a little chit-chat with them, because also, like, what if, like, family might be a really big deal to you, and what if, or to him and to them, like, if you don't get on or you don't like them, they don't like you, like that's a bit, that can be a real, a real breakup, a deal breaker for some people. So I wouldn't like that. I would break that off because to me, that's something fishy there. Like, why not? Why would you not have introduced me or told your parents? Like, what's the reason? He's not ready. What does that mean? Nah, I don't like that. Hard to not get too carried away when first dating someone. I have a few opinions on this because I'm like, why not get carried away? But then also protect yourself. But then also, it's fun. Like, let yourself have a a flouncy, downcy, beautiful, silly romance every now and then. But it is important to hold a guard, hold a respect for ourselves. Play hard to get sometimes, you know, let them do the graft. So I don't know. I think you have to remember certain things. Like, you have to remember your values and your morals. What did you want out of a relationship before you got into this relationship? Remember that. And if they're not showing that, don't get too attached. Because remember, the flouncy dancing romance is nothing without your actual values and morals that you went into the relationship with. So I think as long as you have them at your core and you don't like really, really change your goals for someone, then I think that's fine. I think that's enough. No? Maybe that's bad advice. Um, But I think you have to let yourself get attached to people as well. Because otherwise, there's no point holding up this guard forever. Then when do you let yourself get attached? Once they've finally said they love or like you, do you then finally accept yourself and allow yourself to like them then? I would say me and my boyfriend went, got, like, were pretty attached pretty quick. But then also not. I don't know, I feel like we had a good balance. Like, we've seen each other a lot, but we just kind of had fun with it. And I feel like that's the difference, maybe. Like, I did meet his parents pretty quick. We went on a holiday before we were actually even official. Like, we booked a holiday together, like, four weeks into knowing each other. But to me, that's not getting attached quick. Like, that's just me having fun in my 20s. You know, we ha- we both had a few days off uni and we were like, fuck it, let's go to Rome. Um, and to me, that's fun. Because we were, sa- like, we were spending three, four days with each other on the weekends anyway. So, what's the difference? I feel like there's a difference in between, like, letting yourself get attached like getting attached to someone becoming codependent on someone and letting yourself get attached as in like letting yourself like them and have this romance and have this fun and there's nothing wrong with that I think let yourself do that but don't let yourself yeah change your values and your morals and your big goals and I think how you do that is just keep keep in check with yourself like ask yourself like notice in moments when they do something you don't like like oh am I getting too attached like when they leave, are you able to get on with your own life? Are you able to have your own time with them? Are you still able to go out with your friends? Like, it's just keeping yourself in check, I think, and, like, checking in on yourself. And 
thing is as well, if you're living at uni or you're living with your parents or you're living with friends or something, like you can always just reach out to people close to you and be like, what's your opinion on this? Because sometimes you can get caught in a bubble and you don't really realise, but say to your friends, do you think do you think I'm seeing him too much? Do you think I need to be seeing you guys more? Like, what do you think on the situation? And you should have people around you who are honest enough and love you enough to be able to be like, no, you're fine. You're just like in the honeymoon phase and you're probably seeing each other every weekend and that's fine. Or they'll be like, actually, I don't know, like you guys are already talking about like maybe moving in together or like stuff like that. Like, I think that's a bit too attached, a bit too quick. But then also sometimes when you know, you know. These things are so situational. Just keep in check with yourself, I think is the only thing. What to do if you're feeling overwhelmed on a night out? Go home, babe. The amount of times I've been at a party, from like the age of like 15, the amount of times I've been at a party and I've just been like, I don't want to be here. On a night out and I've been like, I literally don't want to be here. I remember I made my brother come and pick me up once and I was like 16 at a party and didn't want to go to begin with. But then I finally went and I was like, I don't want to be here. Can you pick me up, please? And he picked me up and we went to Tesco and we bought loads of vegan snacks because I was vegan at the time. And we just sat and chilled and I was like, thank fuck. And I said to everyone, oh, sorry, I'm going home. I just don't feel well. You can tell a white lie then. That's okay. Um, it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made. And that like day and that party sticks out in my head so much when I talk about these things. But like you don't owe anyone anything. If you're overwhelmed and you're not feeling good, you can leave. You can leave any moment in anything at any given time. Like pretty much any situation you're ever in, you can leave if you want to leave. If it's overstepping your boundaries and you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't want to be there and you don't want to have this conversation right now or you don't want to be in this situation or this night out, you can very politely, if you need to even, be like, hey, I'm going to go because I, I'm i not enjoying myself or we're in a conversation with someone. Um, whatever you want to say, this conversation isn't very productive or I want to leave or I don't want to have this conversation right now. Do you mind if we pick it up later or you're on a night out? Like, I really hope you guys have a really good night, but I'm super tired. I'm going to head out. People might be like, oh, no, stay, stay. No, I'm good. I'm tired. Okay. What are they going to do? As well, don't give people a reason. You should go and listen to my episode about saying no. And how you don't always need to give people a reason and you shouldn't. Because then they'll try and, like, convince you otherwise. And, like, give you solutions to your problem or solutions to your reason. You can leave. Or take yourself out of the situation a minute. I sometimes just, like, go to the bathroom. And just, like, sit there and I'm like, okay, like a situation, okay, it's like 12 o'clock maybe, okay, I'll give it like half an hour, if I'm still not feeling it, if I'm still not vibing, this happens to me when I'm like not drinking and, and then I just really easily get bored, for like when everyone else drunk and the like, music is going, like I just get a bit bored in clubs if I'm sober and people might be like, that's how you know you should stop drinking, but also like clubs are boring if you're sober, I'm just gonna say it, no one wants to dance, well, if you're with the right people, but I think that's the reason we get overwhelmed, isn't it, if we're like sober and not with the right people and we don't want to be there, Take yourself out of it for a minute. If you've got a really good friend there, do you mind if we go to the smoking area? Just chill outside for a second or go outside the club if you're allowed back in. Just go to the bathroom. Just, like, have a minute. Find somewhere you can have a minute. Assess the situation. Do I want to go home? Or do I want to, like, throw myself into this party a bit more, see if I can pick up the life? Because sometimes you, you feel overwhelmed and you, like, don't want to be there, but you do want to be there. Like, you want, you want to be having a good time because it's everyone you like. It's, like, a music you like. But you're just having a bit of an off day. So, Take a step back and see if you can, like, throw yourself into it or if it's just, like, not going to happen today. And then act accordingly. Throw yourself into it if you can. And if you can't and you don't want to, go home. If you can safely get home. But, like, Ubers in big cities are more than safe, I think, anyway. Taxis, I wouldn't get in. But Uber uh, Uber and, like, Leeds, I would get in alone. As long as you've got someone to come out and wait with you while it gets there or something, you're, you're fine. Um... 
advice on how to get over a breakup and how to know slash get ready for your next relationship like how long would you wait in between and stuff like a whole podcast on breakups maybe should i do a whole podcast on breakups i've done a whole podcast on navigating relationships and within that i kind of talk about breakups and what they taught me and how i moved on from them but i could maybe put together a whole episode on breakups i just don't want to repeat myself if you guys are listening could let me know is that going to be repeating myself if you've listened to that navigating relationships episode i absolutely love it um i think i kind of cover everything and i have a whole episode on how to date yourself which is like a similar thing but i can round it up all into one video but i think things like that like how long should you wait in between like there's not a set amount i think have respect for the other person if they haven't done you dirty in the sense that like don't do something you wouldn't want them to do like a day after a week after like there's a level of respect there, but also if you meet someone a month after, cool. Their happiness also isn't completely your responsibility anymore. But there's a difference in between there's a difference between someone's happiness not being your responsibility and just like having respect for someone and not like purposely upsetting them for the sake of it. Like getting into a relationship and just like fucking about and having a rebound when you maybe don't need to and it's not actually that productive to have a rebound is a different thing because I'm sure we've all been there when like an ex has jumped on tinder or you've seen them in a story or this on that like if you can be respectful I think especially if you end on good mutual terms but I don't think that I don't think that respectful period has a expiry date like when I say be respectful like two weeks but if they also don't have you on socials do what you want babe but like I don't know maybe you all don't live in a small town like me but like word gets around fast so, like, just be respectful if you've ended on nice mutual terms. If you haven't, fuck them, do what you want. But I think that's the only thing I would say. Like, there's not an amount of time you should wait. But I always think if you've ended on nice terms, you should be respectful to the other person. Like, I don't know. I don't want to give you a number. These things are so uh, situational. And there isn't an amount of time you should wait. May, no, June, July, August, September. Four months in between my ex and my current boyfriend. And I went on, like five dates before that so I don't think there is a time it completely depends on you I think the only time matter is are you over them and are you good and are you ready to date again if you are cool go for it you don't need to wait an extra month you don't need to do it a month early you don't need to wait another two months two days a week you don't need to not post it on socials if you're ready and you're cool and you're over them and you can date go and date like there's no time limit Okay, we'll do one more and then I'll get out of your guys' ears. Uh, how to cut off a friendship but not in a nasty way. I feel real down with my friends and left out and I just feel like the friendship has run its course. However, I'm not a con- confrontational person and I will always feel guilty at any possibility that I've upset anyone. I completely understand that. Like, there, that's always what things like that come down to for me. Like, breakups or friend breakups or just, like, having to tell someone that, like, or like having to set a boundary with someone even, like having to tell a friend like, I don't like it when you do this, or like, I don't want to have these conversations with you, I don't want to talk about this person with you, like I don't think it's productive, I don't enjoy it, like it's not fun, like you don't want someone to think you're judging, or you just don't want to upset someone, like it is a tricky subject, especially when it comes to friendships, especially if they don't see it coming, and it's like not a mutual thing, but if you think the friendships run its course and they're leaving you out, Hopefully they're not stupid and hopefully they don't act naive and in denial that like, no, we're not. Where's this come from? But I also think you can just, the thing is in life, you don't owe anyone anything. 
especially friends that are leaving you out and making you feel like shit. You don't owe them anything. You don't owe them a bit of explanation why you're going to leave them. You can simply just start distancing yourself and see how that goes. And I think if you're not a confrontational person, that could be the way forward. It completely depends how much you want to give your friends a reason, how much you respect them, how you want to leave it. If you want to send them a message and be like, hey guys, it depends if you want to repair it as well, but you've said you want to leave and you think it's run its course. Message in the group chat, message to this one friend. Hey, I feel like I've really been left out recently and I don't really appreciate it. Not even, because then what? They'll be, be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And what are you going to be like? I just don't want to talk to you anymore. I think you just have to let things like that fizzle out because it's rare that the other person doesn't feel it. And it's sad to let it fizzle out. But what you can do, text someone and be like, hi, just letting you know I don't want to be your friend anymore. What's, what's that going to do? How do you reply to that text? Oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. I think it is really hard, especially like now I'm coming out of uni and stuff. Like there's friends I'm probably going to see less and whatnot. And it doesn't mean that there's bad stuff has happened. It's like they, not that I can think of anyone in particular, but just like friends you'd see on nights out that you did really like. And just like, you probably won't see again much now because they live on the other side of the country. And it's like, I'm not going to message and be like, Hey, just so you know, I'm not going to consider you as a friend anymore. Like you're probably just not going to speak to them as much. Because you don't feel as close to them anymore. But if you ever walk past them on the street, oh my god, hi, how are you doing? Like, you don't have to be mean to this friend. You don't have to leave it bitter. You can just fizzle out and you can just start distancing yourself and start meeting new people, go into, like, clubs. Do we call them clubs? What do we call, like, um, activities when we're in our 20s? Not going to, like, a drawing club. Like, a drawing class or painting or, like, a pottery painting session or, like, Whatever. What do we call them? Clubs. <laughs> I don't feel like they should be called clubs. If anyone could let me know what they're going to be called. Extra after work activities. <laughs> um, and just meeting new people or like reaching out to people on Instagram that you think are super cool and you want to be friends with or like people in your building or like there's so many. In my tears female friendships episode, we talk about how to meet new friends in new cities and whatnot. But I think you just have to let it fizzle out. I don't think it's productive and there's any need to message someone and be like, hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I just... You can't. You could. I just don't think you need to. It just seems a bit pointless, to be honest. I think you just need to... They'll get the memo. Do you want to come out? No, thanks. You said they're leaving you out anyway, so it doesn't sound like they text you much. It doesn't sound like they're great friends. It doesn't sound like it'll be hard to fizzle out and drift apart. So I'm sorry that's happened to you and I really hope you're okay and I'm sure you'll meet some great friends. Rejection is a redirection, open new doors, um, push you out of your comfort zone, I'll kind of like force you to go make new friends. So I really hope you're okay, that is really shitty. But in situations like that, I always think then people have done you a favour because they've just shown you their true colours and now you can move on and actually get some better friends. And that's how I feel about breakups as well. Like, yeah, sure, it's super sad and now you can't see that person, even if you had loads of fun together and you didn't know anything wrong was happening. But in reality, they've done you a favour because they didn't this boyfriend, partner, girlfriend didn't like you, this friend didn't like you, and all that, that's harsh, not everyone in life is going to like you, so they've done you a favour by letting you know that, and now you can move on. So, I hope you're alright, and fuck them. <laughs> no, I don't know, I don't know how mean they are, but <laughs> yeah, I think just, just let them go. I hope that podcast was okay. I hope I feel like, I don't know if I feel like I'm in the swing of things, 
Maybe your chatty podcast wasn't the best one to come back with, although I've thoroughly enjoyed filming it, but I feel like I have rambled on to no other. See? What? I feel like my um, podcast speaking attention span has shortened slightly, as I haven't done this in a month. Like, normally I start chatting shit like this and going off topic after speaking, after doing, like, two podcasts in a day. But we're one podcast down, I already don't know what I'm saying. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Come and join our October challenge over on our Facebook group. And this episode won't be on YouTube or Spotify because my camera died twice while filming this with two batteries that were full batteries. So I'm going to have to go figure that out now. But I love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you next Sunday. Mwah. Bye. Love you.